Welcome back, everybody, to Pick and Roll. We're here yet another weekday for the show where we give out NBA free picks from Pips and we go into some NBA discussion. It's been two winning days to start the week, and today is a brand new month, so let's try to have a good start to the month as well. If you guys have been enjoying the picks and enjoying the show, then please make sure you hit the like button on the stream and you can help us on the road to 1,000 subscribers by subscribing to the board YouTube channel if you're listening in podcast form. Please take a minute to rate and review five stars as well. But let's get right into the recap of yesterday's bets. Once again, it was a winning day. Unfortunately, not a clean sweep. It was a two and one day. Potentially, if there wasn't an injury, we could be talking about uh, a three and oh day. But it is two and one. It is a winning day, helping us to the 97 and 75 record on the season. We're up 11 units, 5.5% ROI. And here were the three plays. So, Pips. Um, overall thoughts on, on the way the picks went down? Yeah, pretty easy wins for both winners. Lopez cashed in the third quarter. Bucks, like, double-digit win. Nikola Jokic and Michael Porter Jr., like, I think it was the first or second possession to the second half that, that hit. And Volker Kessler cleared in the first quarter. Had two blocks in the first quarter. Malaki, Malaki, Malaki Bram had four points in the first quarter. And then he had foul trouble. So sit out the rest of the half. Then second half, he played like nine minutes without attempting a single field goal. Like didn't shoot at all. And then he just le- left to the locker room with hip injury. Like he, it was obvious that he was healthy and yeah that's it like he just didn't look like into the game at all yeah um unfortunate with that um definitely well i guess he didn't play particularly well regardless but uh perhaps maybe that was down to an injury that he picked up and sustained earlier on in the game but uh yeah um could have been a three no day but it is a winning day nonetheless at two and one so uh, I think viewers will be happy with that one. Uh, relatively swept free in a lot of the other spots, except for maybe the Bucks money line. But uh, let's move now into the official picks segment of the show for today. Reminder, I'm going to give out the three picks to start off. I uh, would encourage you guys to get those in as soon as possible. By the end of the show, those could have moved off. So it's always good to come live. It's always good to get them in early. But uh, for the first official pick, we are going back to the well. Exact same bet. 76ers playing against the Heat. We're going with Jimmy Butler over 17 and a half points. The game total under 225.5 for minus 115 odds at DraftKings. Once again, this was our Monday play and it cashed. Going back to it over here for the same reasons I would imagine. Second play, switching it up, going to the Cavaliers. They're playing against the Celtics, a pretty significant game at the top of the Eastern Conference. Jalen Jalen Brown. Over 19.5 points paired with Darius Gunn over 18.5 points, which is minus 110 at DraftKings. So a couple of star players there, Brown and Garland going over their points in a game at the Garden. Then the third play, we move to the Grizzlies at the Rockets. Desmond Bain over 17.5 points paired with another money line being featured on the show here, going with the Memphis Grizzlies money line. And uh, lots of plays this season have been against the Houston Rockets. Uh, as much as Pips likes the likes his Rockets, uh, he sees opportunity against them, and we have it here. 
apparently. And we'll get a little bit of word later from Pips on that one. But we always go in order. Let's go back to the first play here. And Pips, I'm sure once again, this is very similar to your discussion about this the other day. But once again, going to Butler and the Heat. Um, anything different about this game or is it just more of the same for yourself? Yeah, more of the same. Uh, in the last game, we saw exactly what I said. Slow pace, good defense. And defense was actually slight below average, but the pace was 89. Like, that that's, that's crazy pace. Like, yes, I don't yes. know what's the average pace. I think it's around the 100 in the league. Probably close to it. Yeah, probably 101. Oh, yeah, I was say a little bit higher, I think. Yeah, I said 101, and they played at 89. That's <laughs> one of the slowest paces of the season, and that's the reason I, I bet this. And today we get same matchup, Miami hit at home, which is great because Butler is over the last three seasons at Miami performing a, a little bit better at home with scoring. I like 2.5 more points average at home. So that helps these lines a lot. And also we get only one point lower line after they had like 200 points in the first game. Like after they stayed like 27 points under the line. So we now get only one point lower line. And yeah, I decided to go around the same bet. It was interesting to see like Jimmy Butler was efficient scoring 23 points, but he also missed two wide open layups, like completely wide open layups, and still scored 23. So I'm all confident with going back to him again. He had an unbelievable like all around game, and they won the game. He won the game for them. So I, I expect him to be like the same aggressive Jimmy Butler because they need him to perform. Adebayo, as expected, struggle. Hero, as expected, struggle. So, like, if they want to win, they need Jimmy in beast mode, and that's that, That's probably it. So, once again, I mean, like you said, this was a play you went with for a lot of the same reasons, the pace of play between these teams, the defense that both these teams bring. So, uh, like that on this one, let's move into our second official play, bringing up the Cavaliers and the Celtics, going with Jalen Brown and Garland on their overs. So, this is the probably one of the best games of the week, I will say, like, uh, just unbelievable game. And we have a game between two teams that played two times this season and we start two overtimes, which it's like, okay, we can expect a very close game in this one. And I'll just say Garland is performing, like, great o- over the last couple of games. Like, he had a, a, a mid-season, like, when he came back from the injury, he had some stretches where he was not aggressive enough, not scoring enough, but over the last 22 games, he hit the over on this line in 18. So 18 out of the last 22, he hit the over on this line. And in that game against the Boston Celtics, he scored 29 points. They'll give him single cover with drop coverage. He's a great pull-up shooter. So I expect, like, I, this will be a, a like difficult spot for guys like uh, Jared Allen, for guys like Evan Mobley to score in court for the time lord inside, but that means more more scoring responsibility on on uh, on Darius Garland and his pull up shooting, and they can live with 
him pull up shooting and they will probably stick to it. And I think their defensive focus will be on Donovan Mitchell, which will open up a bit more for Davis Garland. And yeah, I think they put smart on on on, on their Donovan Mitchell, so I think Garland will have easier matchup. Everyone else well covered, so he'll need to shoot. And he when he gets the usage, he's very efficient scorer. So I, I think he'll thrive in this. And if you take a look at Jalen Brown, like over the over the last 30 games with 25 or more minutes, he scored 19 or more points in 29 out of the 30. Wow. Like, yeah. Wow. And he scored 20 plus uh, in 26. So he had three games with nine, exactly 19. So, but in two games against the Cavaliers, he scored 32 and 30. So very well over this line. And yeah, this is just too low. Like they set him 24 and a half, which is way below his season average and way below. He, he's covering this line a lot. So when we take even a step back, like he covered 24, like le- regular line, 24 and a half. He covered it in 73% of the games when, with 25 or more minutes. So when we take a step back and take the single party, even on worse shooting efficiency, he'll cover this line. Okay, so going with two notable players to go over the line there. Let's move into the third play now. Go to the Houston Rockets once again. And we're going with the Memphis Grizzlies against them on the money line paired with the over on Desmond Bain's points. Yeah, so we are going with the, going with them Desmond Bain's uh Desmond Bain points because I always like to target the best shooters against the against my Houston Rockets because they allow so many threes that it's kind of ridiculous. Like so much, so like far below average, and Desmond Bain is one of the best shooters in the league. So going with him it makes ton of sense. Rockets are. All, all, I just keep so, sorry. One one sec, Pips. I, we we've lost uh, we lost connection to you here. Um, Okay, hopefully, hopefully he comes back. Uh, sorry, one second, Pips. Uh, the the connection is off uh, on, on your side. Um, hopefully, we'll give you a minute here to to hopefully it comes back in. I think okay, I think it's just kind of frozen. Let's try something. Bring it back up. Um, no, still more problems here. All right. Um, Going to give Pips a second uh, to try and sort out the connection issues here. Um, I will uh, preview you guys for the next play. Uh, the next thing that we are going to go into. Uh, we're going to be talking in a little bit about the New York Knicks. I'll, I'll preface it a little bit by saying the New York Knicks have certainly impressed this season. They've won six games in a row. Now, I believe... All six games have been since the trade for Josh Hart. And not to say that Josh Hart is the key that is unlocking what is going on with the New York Knicks and what is going on this season, but certainly he's helping out the team. And certainly the team, even without him, is a talented and capable group. And uh, we're wondering if they're going to be able to challenge the top four in the Eastern Conference. So wondering what your thoughts will also be on that. Everybody in the chat uh, let us know if you think the New York Knicks, if they're going to scare 
anybody near the top. If the Cavaliers are six, is the fourth seed. New York is the fifth seed. Is there a potential for, I guess, not a crazy upset of four versus a five, but is there potential for, uh, I, I guess, a little bit of a shock there? Let's see if Pips's connection connection is back in order here. Um, still, still nothing from a connection standpoint. Um, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna ask him to try and leave and rejoin. And we'll go a bit further on the New York Knicks side of things here. Okay, so glue guy. Uh, yeah, Josh Hart certainly is that that glue guy type of player. I, I agree. Like, I'm, I'm not saying that he's he's not helping them with this six-game win streak. But just the acquisition, first of all, from an acquisition standpoint, I felt very much felt like not a ton was given up by the New York Knicks in order to make that happen. I thought they kind of fleeced the Portland Trailblazers, though Josh Hart has played above expectation, certainly shooting above expectation for a, a lot of this stretch. Um, they underpaid for him. Portland took it. He's helping them out. I think that it's kind of helping a little bit with Jalen Brunson's performances as well. They seem to have a good bond between each other. There, there must be some history there that I am unaware of. But one thing in particular that is very interesting about this Knicks team, this is something Pip sent to me before we went live today. The New York Knicks, according to some advanced stats, not even advanced stats, some preliminary stats are better than expected and a bit of a sleeping giant. So pulling up the graphic here, uh, you know, teams with their star players, Celtics, Bucks, Sixers with Tatum, Giannis, and Bede are all around plus eight per 100 possessions, uh, both from Nova. They, uh, you know what? I actually knew that. Um, I don't know why I forgot about that, but uh both played together there. And I saw how hyped Jalen Brunson was when the, he found out that the trade went down for him. But would those star players, all teams much better on the court by around eight points. The Knicks without RJ Barrett on the court this season have been plus 10. So it seems there is quite a few issues with RJ Barrett on the court. And it's a very large sample size of over 2000 possess- possessions. So very meaningful numbers. We'll ask a little bit from Pips as to his thoughts on that, but we'll bring him back in here. I think uh, connection has been sorted here. Yes, Pips, welcome back. <laughs> yeah. um, Sorry, guys. Like my internet just went like down. I don't know for two minutes. So, so. It's all right. Uh, we we got you here now. Um, any uh, closing thoughts on uh, the Rockets and Grizzlies pick before we bring up the the New York Knicks? Stuff? Yeah, just like I said, like the Rockets allowing so many trees and. I just, they lost so many games in a row and they don't even like like look like they've been trying to win games and I think this Memphis Grizzlies team is just too good with John Morant with Desmond Bay and Jaren Jackson like I think they are just too good uh, for this uh, Houston Rockets team and I expect them to win and in order to win they need their best shooting shooter shooter to shoot great and. We saw like over the last couple of games, like every good shooter shoots, like makes three to six threes, and then scoring 79 points. And Jamal <laughs> Murray scoring 32 in a blowout. Michael Porter Jr. playing 20 minutes and scoring, like everyone clears this line. And Desmond Bain is like scoring 18 to 22 points, like so consistent. So this line is great value for him and to win uh, against my Rockets. So there you go. Those are the three plays. We'll recap them once again a little bit later on, just to anybody who missed it. But uh, now we will go into that discussion about the New York Knicks. So I did show them this, the the stats with R.J. Barrett off the court compared to 
other teams with their superstars on the court. Um, we also talked a bit about Josh Hart. Let's go one at a time here. The the pip sorry, the RJ Barrett data that you sent me. Um, how I mean, clearly over two thousand possessions. That's that's very meaningful. But uh, why do you think this is the case? And do you think the Knicks will do anything to? try and change what's been going wrong and if they'll just take him out of the rotation, something like that. I mean, he they were playing him a little bit less over the last couple of games. And they will get a great win record when he didn't play. I think they won like five and two with him not playing. Or even six and two. I don't know when he's not playing. He played less than 20, less than 30 minutes in like, so last five games he played less than thirty minutes in four. They they won all five. So like probably the best thing is I don't think like AJ Barrett playing off the bench twenty five minutes of the game. For, but I don't think they will go like for with him off the bench. Even though I will always prefer like hard starting, especially with Branson and Randall playing that great. Also there is another guy that's like. Amazing, and that's Emmanuel quickly. Yeah. So I don't know if you if you followed his his game over the last couple of months, yeah. but yeah, over definitely. the last like forty games, he's shooting sixty percent through shooting. He's shooting all like thirty eight percent from the three, forty five percent, forty six percent from the floor, scoring fifteen points on average. Three three assists are like, and playing amazing defense. So that Emmanuel quickly is the guy that could like they need to play him more than FJ Barrett that's for sure and they are actually playing him 30 minutes a game over the last 40 games so that's great they added Hart which is amazing addition Mitchell Robertson is back and he's healthy he's amazing on defense he's amazing on rebounding so that this thing is actually quite good when they are healthy and when FJ Barrett is in limited minutes and this graph i don't know if people can realize how unbelievable these stats are like so like these are three prime mvp candidates on winning teams like these teams win uh, way more than knicks and they have lower like net rating like mind-blowing yeah. This is just mind blowing. Like I have an actual list, like I laughed, but then the second was like, how how is this possible? Like this is unbelievable, like huge, ten point two percent. Like that's just unbelievable. So so what is it about Barrett that you think is causing such a shift in numbers? Is it his defense? Is it uh, maybe sh- shot IQ, decision making? What do you think is the factor that that? brings this number to such a crazy figure all three mentioned like <laughs> i was thinking you say that is, yeah all the defense on ball defense he's actually decent i'll say guarding like wings post ups going for, like but overall defense and awareness is like not there not on the nba level then second part like decision making shot selection also awful like he's not Playing to his strength, he's just chucking shots. Like I am, like in my head when I see Edge Bear driving, I'm like, okay, he will try to score from the glass, 
and it will be an air ball. Like that, that's usual thing when he drives, which is quite like. I, I'll just take a look at show everyone like he's shooting. He's fifty-three percent uh, through shooting, and he's fifty-one percent for career. Like that's way below league average, especially for someone that shots a lot of threes. And I'll just pull one number up, and that's his rim finishing. Yeah, so he's scoring 50% on layups, 50% on layup for a big guy like him. And that's guy like him. really yeah, bad. That's it. And he is 63, 63% at the rim, also below average for a guy his size. And I'll just like three to 10 feet, 37%. Mid range, twenty five percent, and he's still shooting them, and he's shooting like mostly spot up threes, and he's thirty three percent of them. So like all over the like everything, he's not efficient, and he's shooting way too much for for, for his caliber. He improved fit throws a bit, but that's that's only improvement I I, I saw from from Edge Barrett over the last three seasons. Forgive me for spinning this into an RJ Barrett discussion, but as a Canadian, I can't help but want RJ Barrett to do well in the NBA. RJ Barrett, also Canadian, if you guys don't know. Um, where do you think... I, I don't think RJ will be in New York beyond this season. Do you think there's still a future for him in this league? He's still, uh, still a young player, uh, still room to develop. Obviously, some things need to change, but do you think he can still have success in this league? He could be like he could of course he could he could improve he need to go to somewhere where he'll actually be developing and we all know tips is not the coach for player development like he'll play them to the floor like 40 minutes but i don't i don't know how many guys improved under tips like like young players that had like i don't know like i i won't speak much about it about tips, but I'm not a fan of his coaching, so that's for sure. And I'll just love to see him in another in another franchise and see with like developing team where he could be like the first second scoring option on a team that's mm-hmm. that's that's trying to get him into good spots. I, I never seen Nick's trying to like get Eric Barrett in great spots like. He always had some like self creation shooting, and that's not that he's not great at it. Yeah, yeah, I th- I think it's just trailed over from his days playing as a he played as a point guard in college. So I think it's just he's always been very ball dominant. Maybe a less ball dominant approach could see a difference. But let's let's get this back towards back on the rails. Go towards the Knicks again. Um, the Knicks have won six games in a row. You spoke a little bit about you know where they've had success. Mitchell Robinson's back from injury. He's key to what Tibbs does. Just a guy, very good defender. Uh, grabs a ton, a ton of rebounds. Julius Randle has been outstanding, especially as of late. Was a deserving All Star. Brunson, you could make the case he was also he also should have been an All Star, uh, but he's been outstanding as of late as well. Uh, nice glue guy addition in Josh Hart. Just that extra push. But we know how strong the top of the Eastern Conference is. It's looking like the Knicks will match up with either the Cavs or the Sixers in the first round of the playoffs. Probably the Cavaliers. Can you see the Knicks giving problems to the top of the East in the first round? And even if they win that in the second round against one of maybe Milwaukee or Boston? 
I don't see them causing any troubles to any of these teams. Like, okay, they will play probably the Cavaliers. So I think out of all the teams on the top, they're probably the best suited to, to play against the Cavaliers because that will be the game in the mud, slow pace, slow scoring. And you can have like Branson and Randall having like some huge nights and winning games. So like out of all these teams, I think they have the, the, the best chance against the against the Cleveland Cavaliers and maybe maybe 76ers, but I don't see them winning the series, but they could win some games. Yeah. Because last game when they, they did with Mitchell Robinson, they have like okay guy to defend and beat, but they are playing so much drop coverage that you, you just can't win against the six seven sixers with drop coverage. You actually can't win against the Cleveland Cavaliers with drop coverage uh, coverage, and that's 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 their issue. Like Boston Celtics can adjust, uh, Bucks can adjust, like but uh, against the Cleveland Cavaliers, like I, I'm just saying. But Knicks, I don't see Mitchell Robinson showing on the top of the screen or hedging or blitzing. But that will be probably a good idea. But it's tips and he won't adjust. He showed a couple last couple of seasons that he'll just stick to his like usual stuff. Like he was playing against the I, I know you remember that series, but against the Hawks. So oh, yeah. Bogdan Bogdanovic and Trey Young were just destroying the pick, uh, the drop coverage, and he was like he had one of the best switching blitzing bigs on the roster. He had Nerlens Noel on the roster. Like I think he is one of the best hedging the screens and blitzing guys and going outside, and he still played drop coverage with him. Like that that's not that's that's unbelievable. That's so stubborn. I, I think. I think Hawks won either way, but that was the thing that just that was the pain. Like, and and with that being said, I think this team has the talent to go through, but I don't think uh, with tips as a coach, and that's the problem. I I think the Knicks can beat the Cavs. I I mean I, I don't give anybody really any hope against the Celtics or Bucks. Um, definitely not the Knicks. Um, Javon saying he thinks the, the Cavs, well, sorry, the Knicks would take him. But for me, I, I kind of agree with what you're saying there. I don't think they have a good matchup or I guess if they're playing drop coverage, I think they'll get destroyed there where I have my doubts in the Cavaliers. Like I, I still, I still just am not fully convinced on that front court or the, sorry, that, that, that combination of Mitchell and Garland being able to consistently succeed in the playoffs. And I just don't think there's enough to target Julius Randle's lack of defense. Like, I, I, I'm very, like, maybe I'm wrong on this. Maybe it's a backwards way of thinking, but I'm very sold on forwards being key, key to success. Yeah, you want to add something? Uh, last couple of games, I watched the Knicks, and Randle was actually great on defense. He was, okay. like, like, he was into it. Like, he was... He wasn't giving anyone like a room, and he didn't make of, of the ball mistakes. He didn't leave their guys open. So I think key of their winning is Randall like getting it on the other side of the court. That that's yeah. uh, that's also was great. Of course, I think in the playoffs Randall will be locked in. So in, in the first half of the season he was terrible on defense. That's no question about it. But that's also on tips. 
Like you don't you need to have him engaged on defense. He needs to like switch. He needs to uh like when they are playing pick and roll with him, he needs to show him up on the level or switch. If you play random drop coverage, he won't he won't care. Like he'll just stand there like shoot a bomb and that's not the thing you want from Lane Randall. That's huge. And I want to talk about, I think Mitchell and Garland can, can work greatly, but not with Okor and Mobley on the same, on, at the floor at the same time. Yeah, I, I think that's, that's where that's my the problem issue. comes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think if they got Crowder or anyone to play the, thir- the three, they will be massively more adjustable and better. But now I, I don't see it. Like if you play... Start a Coro in mobile, you will lose those minutes in the playoffs, no matter who you play. Like maybe not against the Knicks, because Tibbs won't exploit it. But every good coach will exploit that. Like the 76ers they did it on one half, and Clark Cavs scored 30 points in that half. Like just if you just switch or if you just blitz hedge the screens and tag the roller or with of Okoro and Mobley and if Mobley still was is unable to shoot in the playoffs that's it you win all right so I thinking about it now I haven't thought a lot about this I think the Knicks and Cavaliers would be an excellent playoff series I'm kind of hoping we get that in the first round there's a lot of weaknesses on both teams that I just want to see how the opposite coach exploits that and I kind of have more faith in the Cavs to do it and I'll say I'm not a fan of bigger stuff either Oh really? Shows, yeah, I don't know. Like his coaching, like everything great, but tactical part of the I don't, I don't like it at all. Like so many games that he fucked up with some uh, late timeouts, not adjusting early enough. Like so many stuff that I saw from the last. Like, like he's great developing coach. He's like he has so much talent on this team that he needs to win there. Like I like. I think 95% of the coaches in the league will get to the fourth seed with this Cleveland team. Like, Fair. I don't have questions about it. But I think with that step further in, in the playoffs, when you need to figure out the ways to adjust in every game, I think he, he struggles, he'll struggle. Like, lastly, in the play, playing spots, and yeah, he didn't, he didn't do well. Well, the, the fact that they fell to the playing spot from what looked like a very clear top six seed and they fell all the way down to the playing position and then ended up losing in the playing tournament. So uh, maybe, maybe on some there, this year will be very telling because they're going to be favored in any series they go into. Even if it is against New York, we, we said it's a good matchup. They're going to be favored. So this will be very telling to, to his abilities with a proper uh, team if, and healthy one as well. If you see Miami heat healthy against the Cleveland calories somehow, I think we could we could be up for upset in the in the first round because man, the bio hedges and screens and blitz Mitchell and Garland <laughs> and they leave corners like they always do. <laughs> I I will it will be interesting. Like that will be probably the best uh, the best matchup for me just, for my like for my for my like knowledge. I'm trying I'm trying to think of ways for. Other teams like they, they, I think they have to just play a way to get Mitchell Robinson off the floor, and I think they will. And I don't know what the Knicks will be able to do to adjust the game plan when it comes to those areas of the game where you can't have Mitchell Robinson, like close, like closing a game, fourth quarters of playoff games. 
I just don't know if if you can have Robinson on the floor unless you're getting just outstanding, unless Randall's like super dialed in from three and you can really space the floor. I still kind of see some, some issues there. So I think Miami could 100% exploit that. And I, I am very much a believer I, I in Jimmy speaking, Butler as a playoff player. Yeah, I was speaking about the series between Cleveland Cavaliers and Miami Heat. Like, that's, oh. yeah. Oh, I was because, thinking. I was thinking the Knicks. Yeah, I, yeah, because like I said, like the easiest way to stop the Cavaliers is to blitz and hedge pick and rolls. And at the bio is probably the best in the league. At, at yes. That. Yes. Yeah, yeah it will be like, and yeah. Miami Heat allows the corner threes. That's their defensive scheme, and no one on the this Cavaliers team can shoot. Like no Mobley, no Coro, no Jared Allen. So if you blitz Mitchell and Garland, that's it. Like what they and that's do. that's where I definitely see problems uh, for this Cavs team. So yeah, there's opportunities for the Knicks to take advantage if that's a series. There's opportunities as well for um, anybody. Really, um, if the Cavaliers, I mean, they can realistically move into the three seed still. I don't think they will, but uh, I, I kind of want to see this Knicks Cavaliers series now. But I think that is all that's needed to say about the Knicks and the Cavaliers. Let's recap everything that we have given out that Pips has got us for today's show. Three official picks. First of all, going back to the well, uh, same pick as Monday. Butler over 17 and a half. Game total under 222.5 or 225.5, excuse me, for minus 115 odds at DraftKings. Second play, speaking of the Cavaliers, we have Darius Garland over 18 and a half, paired with Jalen Brown over 19 and a half, excuse me. Uh, for minus 110 odds at DraftKings. And the third play going against the Rockets. Memphis Moneyline compared with Desmond Bain over 17 and a half for minus 120 odds at DraftKings. That has been your pick and roll show for today. Drop a like if you enjoyed. Subscribe for more great NBA betting content like this on the board YouTube channel. Me and Pips are live here every weekday morning for pick and roll. Stay tuned for more and visit thehammer.bet for more sports betting content. Let's hope these picks do well. We'll see you tomorrow again for Pick and Roll. Thanks again, everybody.